2021 Bowman Baseball came out yesterday, and we are talking about its checklist today. So please sit back and enjoy today's Dinging Corners. Welcome, everyone, to Ding and Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today is 4-29-2021, and yesterday, 2021 Bowman Baseball came out. So we are going to go through, and I'm going to give you a list of guys that I like. We're not going to go very in-depth on that list of guys. We're just going to name the names, and then we're going to go top 10, and we're going to go a uh, little uh, Cliff Notes versions of those guys. Uh, maybe a little bit more, and then we're going to go rapid fire through them. And um, I hope it's valuable. Take this and use it as a tool to go forward and do more studying. Um, I've always been a little bit hesitant to talk about prospects because in the past, it seemed like we would talk about prospects and then the prices would move. Um, we don't want that. I don't want you to be like, oh, Nate talked about him, so I'm going to go buy X amount of this guy. Instead, I'm going to give you a little bit of knowledge and you're going to, you can be like, okay, Nate likes this guy, this guy, this guy. Let me go and dig a little deeper and see what I can find. And maybe I like him too. Maybe I don't. Maybe Nate's crazy. Um, before we start, just know that I may not cover your favorite prospect. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean that I hate your favorite prospect in this set. It just means there was a lot of guys. Sometimes you got to dumb it down to, you know, X amount of guys, you can't cover everyone in the checklist. And so we are covering the top 15 and then in-depth 10. All right. So 2021 Bowman Baseball. And right away, you'll see on the screen that we've got two different kinds of Bowman Baseball. We've got the Hobby Box, which is one autograph per box. And we've got the Jumbo Box, which is three autographs per box. Um, if you're looking for cases, Hobby Box cases come 12 boxes per case. Jumbo boxes come eight boxes per case. So it's uh, 12 autographs in a case or 24 if that is what you're hunting. Now we've got some prices here and we've got $330 from, from Blowout uh, for the Hobby Box, $330 for Steel City for the Hobby Box, $340 for Dave and Adams. So if you're looking to buy this box, save yourself some money. And go to the last one, which is eBay. The cheapest box I could find on there, $275 yesterday. So you'd be saving yourself, you know, 50 bucks. Um now maybe I think that was free shipping. You do have to pay taxes on it. I don't know if taxes are roped in with Blowout and Steel City and Dave and Adams. I did not check that far, but 250 some dollars right there, taxes is not gonna be 50 bucks. So save yourself some money, go to eBay. Um, and as for the jumbo, we had 610 for the jumbo box from Blowout, 610 for the jumbo box from Steel City Collectibles, six, my bad, $630 from David Adams for the jumbo box, and then $560 from eBay was the cheapest one I could find, and that was with shipping. And so, you know, obviously, you're looking at $70 difference between eBay and David Adams and a $50 difference. Again, 
between Blowout and Steel City. So if you're looking to get your hands on a box, you can go that route. If you're looking to get into case breaks, obviously you can go Platinum or Jaspies or Mojo Breaks or any number of breaks um, on the internet there. Or you can check out Loop.com. They've got breaks from small guys too. I don't know if there'll be baseball or Bowman baseball in there, but there might. Uh, it's an app. That it is. Nate's top 15. Before I get started on my top 15 guys from this, I want to do a shameless little plug here. And that is for our store. We just came out with Slab Shield. It is a basically what it is, is it is a phone pr screen protector. But it is made for PSA cases and BGS cases. You can select the case, whichever one you want. Peel the back off, put it on the front of your case, hit it with the card so that it gets all the air bubbles out, and then peel off the front. And you've got a crystal clear protector on your case. Comes in two packs, 24 packs, and 100 packs. The more you buy, the more you save. You can put it on the front and the back. If you want to protect the back, the two pack would then protect one case instead of two. Or you can just put it on the fronts and protect the fronts. Built for PSA and BGS cases. So if you're interested in that, go check it out at slabstocks.com shop. And you will find it in there. Thank you for listening to that. And on to Nate's top 15. And um, for some reason, when I put this in, I decided to go 1 to 15 instead of 15 to 1. So bear with me. It's going to be anticlimactic. But here we go. So Nate's top 15. Number one, Austin Martin. And before I begin, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. I am sorry. A lot of these names have, um, you know, Hispanic origins. and. I'm not fluent by any means, so I am sorry. Number two, Kevin Alcantara for the Yankees. Austin Martin for the Blue Jays. Yolki Cespedes for the White Sox. Number four, Hedbert Perez for the Brewers. Number five, Maximo Acosta for the Rangers. Number six, Mick Abel or Abel for the Phillies. Branion, now this was the one I really had struggles with. Branion Buelvas, Buelvas for the A's. Jose Salas for the Marlins. Jeremy De La Rosa for the Nationals. Blaze Jordan for the Red Sox. Antonio Gomez for the Yankees. Patrick Bailey for the Giants. He was a first-round pick last year. Aaron Sabato for the Twins. He was also a first-round pick. Ismail Mena. He was in the Udarvis trade for to the Cubs. And Sandy Gaston, a flame-throwing uh, pitcher for the Rays. Um, to cover the last five real quick, because we're not going to do it in depth, Antonio Gomez is already like almost a top-100 guy, but he's a catcher for the Yankees. Um, might replace... Gary Sanchez in the future, but because he's a catcher, he's well down this list. Same with Patrick Bailey, a top first round pick this past year, but he has a catcher with a hit tool over, you know, power, and he is down this list because of that. Aaron Sabato is a good hitter, um, power hitting first baseman, but he's a first base only guy that was from college. Um, and there's just not much wiggle room there. He's really going to have to hit as a right-handed first baseman. We'll see if it happens. Ismail Mena, 
again, he was from the Cubs uh, Padres trade. And then Sandy Gaston, like I said, he is the pitcher, throws 100, probably a relief prospect. But with the Rays, I am willing to take a chance on that type of profile and see if they can get anything more out of him. I don't need him. All of these guys, you do not need them to dominate in the MLB. You don't even need to, them to dominate in AAA or even AA. A guy like Sandy Gaston, if he is in A ball, all you need him to do is dominate A ball for like two weeks, get some people excited about him. You might not sell for double, but if you sell for 30%, 40% after fees, you're making a decent amount of money. So um, that being said, when I look at these guys, it's not always, oh, I'm going to buy because I think they can do good in the or do good, do well in the MLB. That's not the case. Um, sometimes I just think they can do well in a ball and I'm going to cut bait from there without them ever getting to higher levels. I'm going to take my money and put it into the next guy because there is always a next guy. There's going to be Bowman Chrome coming out. There's going to be Bowman draft coming out, right? Or you can find somebody from previous years that's starting to blow up. So there's that. So let's look closer at the top 10 here and we are going with number 10 and that is blaze jordan blaze jordan third baseman at red sox right-handed hitter he's a power over contact guy um he won a home run derby i believe he won a home run derby in college or high school uh, high school and he's an offense over defense guy he's probably not going to stick at third base long term probably going to have to shift to first base so if i was buying blaze jordan I'm buying him for the low minors. I'm expecting him to hit well against uh, low minors pitching, hit for power, and still play third base, which makes people interested. If he's moving over to first base, I want him to move over to first base when he's in the majors like Flag Guerrero Jr. so that nobody cares. I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like he might move over sooner than that, but usually teams probably don't prioritize defense on their minor league teams. They're just trying to get guys reps and he's in, he's young. He just turned 19 or he's turning 19 on 12, 19, 2021. So he's 18 this entire year and was 17 when he was drafted. Um, so he's young. He's got power for days. Um, it's a power over contact power over defense profile and a potential first base. He would not make this list more than likely if it wasn't the name blaze Jordan the Red Sox, and people's hype. A lot of these names are because of hype. People are going to be excited to get them for whatever reason. They probably don't do their research. Um, I mean, yes, he has power, but he doesn't have much more than that. And I'm sorry if you're a Red Sox fan and you don't want to hear that. I'm sorry if you invested in Blaze Jordan and you don't want to hear that. But you're really betting on a one-tool guy here. Um, not a bet I really want to take. That being said, I understand hype, and he's going to have a lot of it. So... Do with that what you will, but Blaze Jordan is number 10. And there, there is a couple guys on here that would be moved down the list if it wasn't for hype. Jeremy De La Rosa comes in at number 9. He is a center fielder slash outfielder for the Nationals, left-handed hitter. Um, They think he might move off of center field, but for right now, he is a center fielder for the Nationals, left-handed. You know who else is left-handed in that Nationals lineup and plays outfield? Juan Soto. Uh, so he has solid tools across the board instead of any one really big carrying tool like Blaze Jordan has his power um, and not much else. He has solid 
above average tools across the board, which is nice. Um, power first. He's young. He just turned 19. Um, he would be higher up this list, but uh, it's just one of those things where <clears throat> there wasn't anything really that stood out about him. I like the package and everything. Um, there's just a couple guys that are younger or higher draft profiles. He wasn't drafted, obviously, or, you know, better family names. Shout out Cespedes than Jeremy De La Rosa. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm interested to see what his prices are. Number eight on the list is Jose Salas, shortstop for the Marlins, and he is a switch hitter. Um, he's a power speed guy, and the hit tool has a wide range of grades. And what I mean by that is you go on uh, MLB Pipeline, and they give it like a 55 or a 50 or something like that. You go on Fangraphs, they give it like a 40. And so you kind of just got to do some deductive research on your own and be like, okay, what more can I find out about this guy? Maybe on Twitter, maybe on random articles on Google. I just hit my mic. Sorry if that was loud. And see what you can find about him and see what you can deduct about his hit tool from there and which one you're more comfortable in trusting, Fangraphs or MLB Pipeline. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but his hit tool has a wide range. I'd be willing to bet on the hit tool from Fangraphs just because I like to, to veer towards the, you know, worst possibility instead of hope for the best possibility, right? And then uh, he may not stick at shortstop. Um, there was some concerns about his size. I believe he was 6'2", if I remember correctly from looking at my notes yesterday. But he is going to be 18 for the whole year. And that's a big that's a big point. 18-year-old shortstop with power and speed, going to be playing an A-ball against kids a little bit older than him, him if he can hold his own. That's a big-time prospect right there and should command pretty big-time money. Number seven on the list is Brayan Welvis. I don't know how to say his name. I'm si sorry. Or Brian? Is it Brian? Is it Brayan? I don't even know how to say his first name. But number seven on the list is him, B-R-A-Y-N-B-U-E-L-V-A-S. If you're looking up him off of a podcast, I'll say that again, B-R-A-Y-N-B-U-E-L-V-A-S. So if you are looking him up and listening to this as a podcast, that's how you spell it. I don't know how to say it. You can go from there. But he's an outfielder for the athletics. He's right-handed. Um, he is really, really interesting. Hit, eye, speed, and field. So his hit's really good. His eye is really good. Um, he's got speed and he's got good fielding. Like that is a he's a very, very, very interesting prospect. Um, he's only 155 pounds. So you expect him to, as he adds weight, grow into power. I don't know if he's gonna be a 20 home run guy. Um, especially in the A stadium, pretty big stadium. Um, might just be like a 15 home run guy. Maybe it gets a lot of home runs on the, on the road. Uh, that being said, still hit, hit eye speed field. I should be a six tool. I don't know why it's not. I'm sure it's roped into contact, but super interesting, super, super interesting. He turns 19 in June. So he's a little bit older than some of these guys, but the package is the package is, is I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued by the by the package here. 
And I don't know what his prices are going to come out at. I saw some guy list one for 200. This card specifically on the right side of the screen, the base auto you can see if you're watching. I saw a guy list this for buy it now, $230. I'm not spending $230 on this guy, right? Not happening. The cards just came out. Do yourself a favor. If you've made it this far in the podcast slash video, do yourself a favor. Wait. Wait like two weeks before you buy anything because prices are going to be absurd out of the gate and people are just going to want to get their hands on it and they're going to see it for a high buy it now. So they're going to bid up cards that shouldn't be bid it up. And a couple weeks from now, this guy's going to be a hundred bucks or less. So be patient and wait. Okay. Number six on the list, Mick Abel or Abel, not a hundred percent sure. He's a starting pitcher for the Phillies. He is right-handed. He is 6'6", 190 pounds. So he is very tall and very lanky. He has definite room to grow on that power. He's given a future 60 fastball, 60 curveball, 55 changeup, and 55 command per fan graphs. Um, he was the top high school pitcher in the draft, and he was picked 15th overall. And he's a top 100 prospect right now. Um no matter where you go, Fangraphs or MLB Pipeline, he is a top 100 guy, and uh, he has a lot of room to grow into that frame. I could see they project him as a 60 future fastball. I could probably see it playing up a tick um, if he keeps adding weight to that frame. I know they're projecting that into it, but I think you know he could be a 65 uh, type guy, maybe a touch 100. We'll see. We'll see, but 60 fastball, 60 curveball, 55 change, and 55 command. The command here is really the kicker. You can see a lot of guys in the minors with those types of grades on their on their pitches and their fine pitches, and they've or pitchers, and they've got 40 command. That's kind of scary. You're kind of hoping that the team that drafts them can develop that command. Um, if I can bring it back to the Brewers, Aaron Ashby is that type of profile. But I believe in the Brewers to be able to train him up. Uh, I do not believe in some other teams to train their pitchers to gain command. But the Phillies, he's already got command. You don't have to worry about that. Mika Bell, he's the only pitcher on this list. But he is interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where the prices go. They've had some success the Phillies have had with pitchers in Spencer Howard and um, Aaron, Aaron Nola. So do with that what you will. Number five on the list is the best name on the list, and that is Maximo. Maximo Acosta, shortstop for the Rangers. He's right-handed, and he has quite the name, and this is going to be one of those guys that is very sought after. He's a contact hit tool guy. So what I mean by that is um, he makes a ton of contact. His hit tool's high, and he has uncanny barrel control through the zone. Um Probably going to hit some balls that shouldn't be hit, right? And uh, we'll see how the profile plays. But anytime you got barrel control and anytime you can hit, you know, pitches wherever they're thrown, that's a good thing. Now, if it causes you to be like a Rugnet Odor where you swing at anything and you occasionally run into like 30 home runs but also never walk, that's bad. If it causes you to become Orlando Arcia and not run into home runs, but also swing at anything and make light contact. That's also a bad thing. Sometimes it's nice if your team is full of, uh, if your team is full of guys that strike out, just making contact sometimes can put, do good things. So you put the ball in play and errors can happen whole nine yards. 
But for the most part, if you swing at anything and you have, or if you have great contact and you can make contact with anything, you get into trouble. So we'll see about Maximo Acosta. He should stick at shortstop. Um, he's got the range, the motion, the arm to stick at shortstop. Uh, they say average power at max. So Fangraphs has him at 5'9", 170 pounds. And MLB Pipeline had him at 6'1". I don't remember his weight. I don't know which one of those is true, but that's a drastic difference in heights, four inches. We'll see. If he's 5'9", 170 pounds, yeah, he's probably already maxed out. He might be able to put some weight on there, but then does he grow too big to handle shortstop? You know, I, I don't know. Um, but if he's 5'9", then yeah, he's probably not going to get much more than average power. If he's 6'1", maybe he can grow into a little bit more. That being said, height doesn't always matter. Look at Mookie Betts. He hits plenty of home runs. Jose Altuve hits plenty of home runs, and those dudes are 5'5 and like 5'8", respect, or 5'8 for Mookie and 5'5 for Jose Altuve. So if he's 5'9", it won't really matter. That being said, don't expect 30 home run potential out of him. And he's going to be 18 all year long, Maximo is, uh, which is just a nice little bonus. Number four on the list is Hedbert Perez. I couldn't put him any higher than this. I didn't want to put him any lower than this. But the Brewers guy, Hedbert Perez, he's an outfielder for the Brewers. He's left-handed. He's got average or better tools across the, the board, and his hit tool is top at uh, 60. And this is coming from a 17-year-old kid. So he was 17 last year. He was 17 when he played in summer camp with the Brewers and held his own against guys like Aaron Ashby and Antonio Kelly and Ethan Small, you know, guys that are the Brewers' top prospects and top pitching prospects. And also the thing that the Brewers developed the best is pitching. And so you've got this guy holding his own. He got into spring training. He made a beautiful diving catch in the outfield. The moment was not too big for him as a 17-year-old in spring training, in major league spring training, against MLB players. And so, um, you know, it's just interesting. You read the reviews, and they rave about him. You see the age, and you rave about it. He was the youngest player at the Brewers' alternate site last year at 17. The Brewers don't normally do this. They don't bring guys over this young, and they definitely don't get them uh, reps against their best players prospects slash major leaguers and yet they did that with with Hedbert Perez and so I am very excited it's not normal for a Brewers team to do that now the Brewers have had some trouble developing bats in recent years um we'll see how Bryce Durang does we'll see how Garrett Mitchell does but before that uh they have not had many good bats come through their system so take with that what you will we'll see but he's gonna be 18 all year lefty outfielder for the Brewers I am excited very, very excited about Hubbard Perez. Part of that is because of my fandom ship, and part of that is because 17-year-olds playing in alternate site ball and playing in spring training just doesn't happen that often. Number three is Yolki Cespedes. He's an outfielder for the White Sox. He's right-handed, and the more important things are this. He is a power arm guy. He's got pop, and he's got a cannon of an arm. Kind of sounds like his brother, Yolkis Cespedes. You'd be right. It does sound like his brother, Ioannis Cespedes. Because his brother is Ioannis Cespedes, I'm not even really concerned about the tools. I'm not concerned that he's 23. He's probably going to make the majors this year. His prices are going to be high because the hype of him being Ioannis' brother. 
Um, you know how people act in this market. I know how people act in this market. Yolki Cespedes would be down the list for me if he was not Ioannis's brother, but he is. And because of that, people are going to spend money on him. So if I'm getting him, there's a bunch of guys I'd rather have, I think, that have more upside um, on the list behind him. But it's all about hype in this market, and he is going to have it. At least I think he's going to have it. And because of that, if you're hitting a Yolki Cespedes, you can wait for him to hit the majors and then see how he does. But I think I would sell, and I would put it into a – I'd take that money, and I'd put it into a single – or two singles of Hedbert Perez or Jeremy De La Rosa, you know, guys like that, uh, Jose Salas, right? I would do that route instead of keeping Yolki Cespedes, but that's just me. Um, do with it what you will. I'm not too concerned about anything but the hype with him, um, and that is why he hit number three. Number two on the list, Kevin Alcantara for the Yankees. He's an outfielder, obviously for the Yankees. He's right-handed. He is 6'6", 188 pounds, so he is a – Micka Bell is a string bean. Kevin Alcantara is a string bean, and yet he's got power projection for days. When you're 6'6", 188 pounds, and you can grow 40 pounds onto that frame, right, and be 230, 30 pounds and be 220 and add power to that frame and have those long levers to get loft on the when you're hitting – you have power production projection for days and – Kevin Alcantara is no different. It's the reason he makes number two. He's got power. He's got speed. He's got defense. There might be questions about his hit tool, especially with long, how long and probably loopy his swing is going to be because of how long his arms are going to be. But that doesn't matter because he's got power. That's all there is to it, except for this one thing. He's also on the Yankees. So if you have power and you're a different team, it's one thing. If you have power and you're on the Yankees, that's a whole nother thing. And people are going to be very, very excited about him. And he's going to be one of the top names in this hobby for a while because of the fact that he's 6'6". He's got power projection and he is a Yankee. Um, I'm excited about him. You should be excited about him. The Yankees love their tall outfielders, obviously, Giancarlo and or Giancarlo and... Uh, uh, Aaron Judge. Couldn't remember Aaron Judge's name there for a second. So this dude is going to be super, super expensive coming out of the gate. I don't know what his prices are going to be, but they're going to be they're going to be very expensive. I would wait a couple weeks, but if you want to get a guy, Kevin Alcantara is probably your guy. And then number one on the list, last but not least. Austin Martin for the Blue Jays. Shortstop slash infield slash outfield uh, for the Blue Jays. Right-handed. He's got a, an extremely good hit tool, an extremely good eye. They are both his carrying tools, his eye and his hit tool. He led the NCAA, I believe, in average, and he led the NCAA in on-base percentage last year. Now, he's going to bring that to the Blue Jays while being able to play a competent shortstop. They've got Bo Bichette at shortstop. They don't need him there. They've got um, Kevin Biggio at second, so they don't really need him there. They've got Jordan Groshans coming up the pipeline that might play third base. They don't need him there. They've got Flagrero Jr. at first base, so they obviously don't need him there. He's not going to play catcher, so likely... Likely, Austin Martin is going to be playing an outfield spot, which 
kind of decreases his value from a prospect standpoint if he's not playing shortstop. If there's injuries that happen, you know, Bobachek gets injured or something, he could play shortstop. Captain Biggio gets injured, he could play second. But for right now, he doesn't really have an entry into the Blue Jays lineup in the infield. So he's going to be an outfielder, but it doesn't matter because his hit tool and his eye is so good that, you know, wherever he plays, he's going to be an impact guy no matter what. It's not as exciting if he has to move, but that's the problem you have when you've got the Blue Jays who have, again, Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio and uh, Jordan Groshans and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Just too many guys for too few spots. Somebody has to be left out, and I imagine it's going to be Austin Martin because he's going to be the last one there. That is our full set there. Austin Martin, number one. The hit tool and the eye are very exciting. He is a top 100 prospect, top 50 prospect, top 25 prospect. He should have gone number one last year. Cost savings for a bunch of those teams ahead of him. I don't know what his price is going to be. They're going to be astronomical. I expect him to be the highest. Uh, but he's definitely the best player. He's definitely a guy I would like to have in my Bowman stash if I had one. But I am worried. I am worried that he won't get to play shortstop. And that was our top 10. The Cliff Notes version. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you take this and move it on and do more research, maybe write the names down, right? Take your notes or go back and print off the screen slide by slide, whatever you want to do, and then add to it, add to it, find out which guys you want. And there's other guys on this list. You know, there's plenty of pitchers and there's plenty of other young guys that could be interesting, but we didn't cover them today. So you know, do do with this top 10, this top 15, what you will, but please use it as a stepping stone and not the whole nine yards or whole 10 yards. So 2021 Bowman baseball, eBay, pretty good prices. The rest of the guys online, um, probably pretty rough prices. So maybe stick to eBay. And also the set itself, you know, somebody asked me if I'd rather have 2020 Bowman baseball with Jason Dominguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Robert Powson, or these guys, Austin Martin, Kevin Alcantara, and, you know, Hedbert Perez or something. And I still think I'd rather have 2020. The Jason Dominguez, Bobby Witt upside is significantly bigger than the upside here. There are a lot of guys here. There's not a lot of top 100 prospects already in it. Kevin Alcantara is a top 100 at least on fan graphs, I believe. Austin Martin's a top 100. Micah Bell's a top 100. So that's three guys. But the rest of them are very much hype or potential top 100 guys, right? And so there's some risk there. And the prices are going to be pretty big on these guys where there's huge risk. Like Hebert Perez, I wouldn't be shocked if he's $150 out. But he hasn't really played. He hasn't played... He didn't get to play last year. He played at the spring site and he played in spring training or the summer site and he played in spring training, but he hasn't played stateside ball. He hasn't gone through an entire summer of playing every day. And so we don't know what that's going to do to affect him. And his price is being probably like $150, maybe more, maybe a little less. That's risky, right? And there's a lot of risky guys in here. And so for that reason, you know, I think I like 2020 better, but 2021, the potential, the upside is undeniable. Very, very undeniable. If a couple of these guys pop off, you're looking at a very expensive, very expensive box. So if you're into storing wax, 
maybe buy that $275 hobby box, store it, keep it for a while, wait for it to go up to 400, 500 by next year and sell it without ever opening it. There's a lot of different options you can do in the Bowman Chrome market. And it doesn't just have to be open in the box and praying you get something good. And one last thing, one last thing before I end, if you are getting into breaks, anything like that, just know that there are guys that have autos that don't have Bowman base cards. So uh, Chrome or paper. So because of that, you know, you are going to run into a situation where if you're buying into a break, you better hope you get an auto. And there's a number of guys that have that. So look it up, do your research and make sure you don't mess up. Thank you everyone for listening to the 2021 Bowman baseball recap. Not so much a recap on the product, but a recap on the checklist. There's some good guys in there. There's some risk. I hope you guys do more research and find out who you want to invest in and uh, go hog wild. Thank you everyone for listening today. And I will talk to you guys again next time.